All right, we are live. Welcome to Classic Mix Up, episode two. We have the face cams for episode two. Uh, I'm Rosario, and I'm Riley. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, you get you get a little face reveal. But uh, yeah, uh, how how are you, dude? I'm doing great. Uh, just dude, I've listened to so much music. I think yeah, it's a big. It was a big. It's a big week, man. We got a big day Friday. Kenny Mason just dropped, but uh, yeah, we're gonna talk yeah, about. I've not uh, listened to that either. So yeah, we can talk about that it's, next week. Yeah, I'll we talk about that next time. Week. Yeah, so yeah, yeah today we're uh, talking about 1999 by Joey Badass and Midnight Marauders by a Tribe Called Quest. So we got a couple of true boom bap New York rap albums that we're gonna talk about today. But uh, mm. yeah, before we get into it, uh, I I just uh, want to say something funny that I found out this week. Oh, so 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 my this is it's hard to follow. Okay. My friend's brother's friend's cousin is Babytron. <laughs> Isn't that sick? <laughs> I'm like five degrees away from Babytron, Dude, aka the like, goat, if you don't know. The king of the mitten. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the prince of the mitten. Okay, the, the Michigan Emperor man. of the universe. Yeah, yeah. So my resident. My friend's brother mm. has a friend whose cousin is Babytron. So, yeah. Do you, do you follow that? I didn't think it was that hard. No, to follow. that's yeah. No, that's not that hard. It's that's it's, it's yeah. It's not that interesting. But shout out Tommy. Shout out Baby Tron. Uh, do I know this kid? No, he's one of my friends from school. Oh, okay. But yeah, just I I, I thought it was funny, so I had, had gotta, to mention that's, it. But that's our boy Baby Tron. We Baby Tron is a legend, man. I know we're the we're under, off topic the true already, underground but, artist, like. Yeah. yeah, he's on the come up. He he just hit a million listeners on Spotify, like maybe today, maybe yesterday, when we're recording this. So. Town. He's gonna be in Detroit. Yeah, he's gonna be in Detroit uh, on October twenty fifth, and I yeah. totally can't go because I'm nowhere near Detroit. I'm, right I would now. go by myself. That's it. I'm like gonna dude, go by myself. None of our friends like Babytron, dude. It's just us. Oh, it's just me and you. Yeah, I know. Should have taken the opportunity to go in the summer. Get on Babytron right now. No, yeah. Just, just okay. Yeah, he's he's an interesting artist, but I don't know. Now Crazy we're getting way off track. My my friends are gonna listen to this and be like, "Here we go, he's talking about Babytron again." Oh, dude, there's nothing wrong with that, man. I love I love Babytron so much, dude. He's he's a legend. But yep. Anyways, you want to reel it back in here? You want to? Yeah. So uh, so yeah, we uh, um, our two albums, 1999, which Rosario gave me by Zotet. By Joey Badass, and mm-hmm. I gave him Midnight Marauders by a Tribe Called Quest. They kind of both follow a, um, like a they're both considered New York boom bap. Yeah, like similar soundscape. 90s. Yeah, well, a Tribe Called Quest album is from '93, yep. so it's like the r- true boom bap. And then Joey Badass the OG. came out 2012, you know, two, de- two decades later, almost. Right. Um. So it's like. W- we're able to uh, we're going to break them down and kind of like compare how the older album influences the new album. And so yeah. on. So. we're going to just talk about a little like, yeah, like Riley said, a little compare and contrast and then just yeah. about like why you love these albums so much. Cause I know uh, Midnight Marauders is one of your favorites of all time and 1999 mm-hmm. is actually one of my favorites of all time. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I'll get into, so I gave you Midnight Marauders. Yep. It is probably my favorite album, or it's a one B uh, album yeah. for me, one A, one B type. 
um it, it's just it's it's so much nostalgia i i have a tropical quest tattoo on my leg like i love tribe yep. um favorite rap group favorite you know rappers q-tip fife dog like some of the best rappers in my opinion just fun they just always like went straight to the point rapping and i think that's why i like this album still to this day i play it like all the way through um so yeah, i gave and it this was my it. first listen of it so yeah so yeah. R- really just gave you a big influential album in my life and i, I want to hear your thoughts before i like break anything yeah down. yeah I, i'd love to give a few notes about it well i mean first off i'll just say like i liked it i thought it was a super enjoyable album yeah uh, let's do it a couple times actually so uh yeah, I, I thought it was – so I – some people listening to this will know that some people that know me, like I don't have the greatest affinity for like 90s rap albums or especially early 2000s. There are a lot that I like, but there's a lot that I feel like sounds super outdated. So I'll, I'll say about, about this album, I wouldn't say it sounds outdated. It sounds like the 90s, but I think the sound is really still – something that you could listen to today and it sounds like music that's still being made maybe a little different but um i don't think it sounds outdated i think it sounds fresh and interesting and just like the production is really good like in general that's like 100 the high point for me is the production as well as how well the they fit on said production i think it's like a match made in heaven and i mean obviously that's the formula for a great rap song right is to have great production number one and then number two, have your rapping fit that production. And that's how you get like a super catchy, super, I don't know. That That's like the formula, obviously, for a good album. So yeah, I think this is a great example of that. And yeah. I think it goes to show one thing I know that I actually wrote down here. Um, it shows the benefit, I think, of working with the same producer for a whole album. So you look at albums like Mad Villainy or something like... Um, that Boldy James and Alchemist album. Like when you have a rapper working with the same producer for the whole album. So obviously for a tribe called quest, there's um, who, who's the producer out of the group again? I forget. Well, Q-tip does a lot of the producing and then they have yeah. their, Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Right. So, so with, yeah, with Q-tip and Fife dog and all them's rapping they're well, Q-tip is making the beats and rapping on them a lot of the time. Mm. And then, when it's the other members rapping, they obviously know the producer personally. They know them well, and they're working together with them for the whole project. I think that builds a certain chemistry that a lot of rap albums are missing out on, especially these days. And that just makes a sound where it, it really makes it so that when you're listening to the album, you have one kind of sound, like one kind of vein that you're in throughout the whole thing. And it makes it to where, like you said, you can play it front to back and you can be in a little, it doesn't sound choppy. It flows really well together and it just goes yeah. to show their chemistry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I love all of Tropical Quest albums. Um, I was, um, when I was like deciding which album to give you, I wanted to give you a Tribe album. Yeah. But um, I didn't know I was going to, it was between this and two other of their albums. Their last album, which is, um, came out in 2016, is a mm-hmm. thank you for your service. We got it from here. Yep. And, um, and it's, it's such a, it's probably, it, I don't know. It's, it's probably like a, my number two favorite album of all time. Like it's very like, I definitely, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. I recommend it, you know, like in your own time, like not really for for an analysis kind of thing. Just such a good album. Very powerful. My ringtone has been, um, 
Oh, really? Off of that that album. Yeah. Off of of that. Yeah. So it's like very, that album is very influential. And the the low end theories, the album before Midnight Marauders. Yeah. It was just low end theories birthday, I think. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I was, and that song, that album, low end theory was like their kind of their breakthrough album. Like you could say most people know them by low end theory or Midnight Marauders. Um, but their first three albums are like, are like awesome. So, I but I give you Midnight Marauders because I, I personally listen to that the most. It has the most replayability. Like, it's it's a thing. It's an album that I have on vinyl and I listen to all the way through, um, because I love the aspect of they have a narrator. Like you know, like I love guy. that too. I was gonna bring so that cool. up. I think. I, go ahead. I loved it as a kid. I love it now as an adult. I love like. That. I love they just have a perfect voice for the narrator. Yep. It doesn't feel like a weird like artists like JID have like little snippets after some right. songs. Little it's samples. Like weird. Yeah. It's kinda West like Side Gun does it a lot too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like it kind of messes with the flow, but I think it's right. in the vein of like this kind of music of Midnight Marauders, like these kind of albums that I think it's I think it's perfect. But they fit like in it it's like the voice is almost like a little electronic as well, so it kind yeah, of like it, it is very beats, like yeah, yeah. It reminded so, me yeah. of like a GPS, like turn left in a mile, something like that. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought it added a lot to the album. Yeah, um, it reminded me of. I wrote down the second I heard it. This is like the first track. I'm like, oh, there's narration, and then I wrote down under pressure, which is the uh, logics. I think like maybe mm-hmm. first album or something, which is a. Uh, Pretty good album, but it has like it has like the exact same almost voice narrating it. So yeah. I want to say that Logic picked got that concept from this album. So there's I'm this sure. album's influence showing it right there. And I I wrote down a couple times in my notes. I think this album is super influential. I think it got sampled in a couple things, which I might talk about later. Yeah, and I think it inspired a lot of things, uh, including maybe Logic's use of narration under pressure because I love the narration in that album, and I love the narration here. I think it adds a lot. So yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I just, this album is so fun. Like, that's just the best way to describe it. It is. It's, it's, seems like a group of guys just like doing their thing, like in the studio having fun. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because the, like, the group itself is known for just like hating, like, Fife Dog and Q Tip, like, were at each other's throats. Really? Do they? Well, they break up in, uh, 1998 and then got back together. Well, way later in 2015. Okay. Okay. So they broke up in 98 and didn't make an album in 20, until 2016 when Fife Dog died. Gotcha. So, um, so like, it's funny. Like, five years after Midnight Marauders releases, it's like they're not a group anymore. So it's like, like right after their fame. And the, uh, the two albums after this are not that bad. And, like, they're just not as right. good, though. They're like, definitely less popular. But yeah, a hundred percent. I honestly, I haven't even heard of. So they went low end theory, midnight marauders. I think it's called like beats, raps, and rhymes or something like that. I don't well, it's, remember. It's uh, it's so it's the I have to pull it up. I'm drawing so many blanks, but it's yeah. So it's it's um, yeah. It goes after this. After midnight marauders is beats, rhymes, and life. Okay. The love movement. Which has a lot of fight, a uh, lot of um, Jay Dilla produced songs. Oh, really? So, like the best I'm songs on the Love Movement are Jay Dilla, and it's 
Jay Dilla I, at his best. I can get behind that. Shout out yeah, to like, Trey. Shout out Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jay Dilla. Rest in peace, Jay Dilla. Um, but yeah, and then so it's like this album is like pretty much right in the middle of like their discography. Right, it's like their prime, basically. Yep. Yeah, exactly. that's awesome. Well, has some of their biggest commercial hits too on it. Yeah, I think uh, is it Electric Relaxation one of them. Yep, and yeah. the word tour are like yeah. Two so um, Electric Relaxation, I think was my favorite song. Mm-hmm. I think I had the most to say about it in my notes. I first off, uh, the production on that song is amazing, and the chorus on that song is amazing. And I think the chorus is super influential because like I can't quite put my finger on it, but it sounds like something I've heard before. Like I, I feel like. At least one person, or maybe a couple artists, have used that, like that "we can get down" part. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. they might have interpolated or sampled that somewhere because I just recognize it so much. And then the other thing I noticed about "Electric Relaxation" is it sounded the beat sounded super super familiar. So like, oh, this had to have been sampled in something. Mm -hmm. So I did a little research. So "Electric Relaxation" was actually sampled in. 135 by Capital Steez, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite Capital Steez songs. And when I saw that, I thought it was so funny because, like, later today, we're talking about Joey Badass and Pro Era and Capital Steez, you know, all that. I think it's hilarious that Capital Steez sampled the very album that we're talking about as the roots of that. So that goes to show that I guess we picked some good albums without even knowing it. But so. And then the bass line reminded me of a J. Cole song. Like the second I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a J. Cole song. So oh, I looked it up. Dude, it's, it's all. It's, it's uh, the, the, so Electric Relaxation by a Tribe Called Quest samples Mystic Brew by Ronnie Foster, which J. Cole also sampled in Forbidden Fruit off Born So that's a, that you pulled that song deep out of the discography of i Foster. hey man you play me a j cole baseline of yeah that's a great album underrated I, I love j. Album. Cole, I love born center but yeah so yeah. i thought it was super cool that like i love personally sampling and finding bullet samples mm-hmm. and stuff so when i hear something that sounds like something i know i'm like oh dude i have to look this up i have to figure it out so yeah yeah no i i that totally like sparked like a memory of mine of like um Netflix has this series. It's like hip hop evolution, and mm. they do an episode of like different generations That's and cool. areas of music. I've, I've, yeah. One episode mm-hmm. is like this era of like Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul, and I think they have like the Jungle Brothers and all that kind of stuff. Like right early, early nineties, like early nineties New York yeah. rap. And the thing that like they really focused on with, with Q-Tip was that he was in record stores at like six in the morning, find like he wow. would go to, like finding like, samples, record meets or like f- flea markets or like that's crazy vinyl swaps at like six in the morning with his boys and like looking through all these vinyls and like he's like it's like because everybody was trying to find like he would like trying to find samples. It's not yeah. like how it is now. Right. Oh, you can't. It's, it's right. You have to get cleared by all like the record labels and all that. Yeah, right, so but 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 I but like so right now we take for granted that we have a record of every song that's ever been released, pretty much between mm-hmm. YouTube and streaming services. We can access anything from any year of the past. Whereas in the '90s, you had to scour CD or you had to scour vinyl records and cassettes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh yeah, think about that. Just but yeah. it almost like it almost sparked more creativity because you would have to. 
you have to buy records that you didn't know what were on them and you just like have to put, find, it yeah. a, you put it on a player in the shop maybe if the shop had a player and you would you know randomly stop and point on the record just hear if it there's something you could use that's so cool or yeah. like maybe you bought it without listening and then like put it on your player and then listen all the way through it and you could have yeah dog shit but then like the one time you can hear drums that are like perfect you hear it and you're like oh i need these right oh exactly yeah yeah did sampling people people who aren't like big into hip hop don't understand that sampling sampling is an art form and sampling makes or breaks your song as a producer like you look at the best producers of all time you look at Dilla, Madlib, Kanye like the samples that they find work so like it's just it's it's impressive to me that's one thing that i find super cool in hip hop is the use of samples and like how I mean, I, I got to think that it's hard to find samples even now with the internet, but I can't even imagine like back in the day, like having to go through records and stuff to find yeah. samples. Like it's impressive. I almost feel like the, the internet now, like almost is like overstimulation. Like, it is, I mean, it is, you have you, everything you have so at your fingertips. Much. Right. Because well, I feel that too. Like I, even just listening to music, like I love music so much that I'm, I'm given like eight albums to listen to at a time and i'm like oh man i can't focus on this ninth album that just came out or something you know and right. i only can imagine what it's like to produce you know so yeah crazy yeah wow. so another thing another thing that i wanted to highlight i i touched on it but um i wrote about the song keep it rolling uh my second oh. favorite track on the album i guess i guess i like the popular songs but nothing wrong with that mm. um I, I love this song because it touched, it goes on what I touched on earlier. Something that I like in a rap group is the ability to have chemistry, the ability to go back and forth, come one after another, one good verse after the next. And like, basically it reminds me of kind of like a cypher. Like I, I think, you know, like have that many people rapping and just like working so well together. Like it's a perfect mm -hmm. blend, you know, of their styles. Not that they, they have similar styles, but, I think it's cool just to hear different voices on the song. And like, if you look at today, even back then, but even more today, like how popular features have become, like people love hearing multiple of their favorite rappers on a song. So I think if you form a rap group and really like dial in, like the ability to have that chemistry and go back and forth, it can make for some amazing songs. And I think that's showcased a lot on this album, namely on keep it rolling. Yeah. I, I guess like this song is like a, like all of the songs, like, even like the bars by like especially fife dog mm -hmm. like he just like he pats himself on the back so much but yeah some it. fife dog it's bars like, are a little rapper well and it's yeah. just like but it like it's still what i like about this album is like it still captures like the young like the youngness of that the group still had for sure like on their third album they were still capturing that like that right. true like oh we're kids like we just want to like they're just having fun. Like they're just saying they this is not the most lyrically dense album. Um no, but the bars some, are still like they, awesome. it's simple bars. So it's it's yeah. simple yet effective rhymes, I'd say. Yeah. There's not there's not like an MF Doom rhyme scheme in any of these songs. There's not many internal rhymes. It's literally it's like it's like classic early 90s, like I took my dog to the park, he let out a bark, like stuff like that. But I don't know, it works. Simple yet effective, I'd say. Yeah, no, I, I love, I love this kind of stuff. Like, I love the 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 more boom bappy, like even like the simpler. I mean, that's how you rap on those type of beats. So yeah, 
but just the even like the subject matter like the reason why like tribe is like one of like probably my favorite rap group or rap artists of all time is that like you can pick up on what they're saying no matter yeah. who's rapping or what like is being said like it was very like well like listening to songs like even like a word tour like are mm-hmm. i i don't know it's just very like positive like you can listen to it and you know yeah it's kind of uplifting well yeah it, it, it's hard to explain because like I remember having a conversation with my mom mm-hmm. about how much I love tribe. And I was like, Oh my God, it's just like, I can't explain it. Like, it's just so fun. And she said they rap yeah, a, in a way that you like hear it, like not as in like general people, but as me listening to it, I, I pick up on what they're saying and I feel what they're saying. Yeah. It's like, it's like, about, a, like, it's like a feeling. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think there's a line. I'm trying to find a line because I, I obviously like didn't write down the line I wanted to talk about. Right. I wrote it's down in, one. It's in a war tour, and it's like okay. So it's like so it's in a war tour, and he's like, I think it's a, it's a cute top, cute Q-tip line, and it's like take off your coats, ladies, act like gems, sit down Indian style as re- as we recite these hymns. Like, that set up into the next flow of yeah. that line is like see lyrically our Mario Andretti on the Momo ludic- ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo. And it's yeah, just like it's, keeps going. Like, that whole like... It's a good flow. It's a simple but a good flow. It breaks out like eight bars or something like that. Like, the lud- lyrically our Mario Andretti on the Momo. Like, after that part, Q-Sip just busts out all these like... yeah. It's just like and it's I, really, I envision them in the studio, just like having fun, just like saying shit, you know. Oh, it's it's the purest like, it, and I almost like get surprised sometimes that like some of the verses like that, like some of the bars that are like, I'm like, oh, it's just simple tribe, like verse. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, this is here, and then like this yeah. little gem is in the song, and it's yeah. like, so it's, I don't know, like in most of like the. I'd say like the chorus of these songs aren't crazy. They're very simple, like fun There's, things yeah. to sing along. But it but works. It's catchy. Some of the some of the bars are like will catch you and be like, oh, that's a little that's a little clean. Like that's a little like that yeah. Mario and Jetty bar. Right. And, so I actually uh, I actually noted the opposite of that only once, but I found like a really bad bar that I thought was just funny. But what is that? So you know, um, in the song "Oh My God," I, I'll just I'll read uh, I'll read off um, exactly uh, what I wrote. So for this song, I wrote Fife Dog's verse is so funny and the chorus is so bad, which is a shame because Q-Tip's first verse was solid. And then I wrote Fife Dog said, "I like my beats hard, like two day old shit. Steady eating booty MCs like cheese grits." It's and, so good though. <laughs> I mean, when you when you hear it with the beat, you're like, oh my god! Like it, it's funny. It's not like genuinely bad, but yeah. Apparently, I didn't oh, like the chorus so on this song. I don't really remember it to be honest, but I didn't like it. I guess I don't know. Which song was that again? Oh my god! But I said that Q-Tip had a really good verse. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. I, I would say that's that's one of the. It's the one of the more popular ones, but yeah. Well, Five Dogs verse was just funny. Five Dogs verse just made me smile. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's just this whole album is just fun. Like I remember, it is fun. There's not much to say about that other than that. It's yeah. It's it's an iconic album though. You could like I think it's an iconic album because it like 
it's that peak of a tribe called quest and then it's so much influence that it has on the rest of very influential yeah yeah um but yeah i mean it's so funny because my favorite songs aren't even on this album like i would say like yeah most of my my favorite favorite songs are off of like the album before this okay their last album or their first album which is, you know, three, two. Hours. Right. Yeah. I, I really want to listen to We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service. I think it's. Oh, it's so good. There's a Kendrick. There's a Kendrick. I know. There's a hidden Kendrick Conrad feature. Tokyo. Yeah. There's Andre 3000s on it. And it's so Is there really? My oh, my God. Yeah. It's yeah. Kids. I need to hear the that Andre 3000 verse. So for sure. Good. I, for sure. I almost like, I was thinking the other night when I was re listening to this album and mm-hmm. listening to the rest of Tri- I got into a deep rap hole. And I had listened to some rap songs again. It became uh, one of my favorite albums. I love again, some rap like songs so by much. Earl Sweatshirt. That's a great. We should album. probably have to really dedicate a whole album. episode to that, dude. It's short, but there's a lot packed in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, just I could go and go on about like we could go on a tangent. I have to each song. I could go on personal stories like, oh, this song reminds yeah. me of this time. This song reminds me of this. This bar yeah. reminds me of and this. And we, like, we should do that one day, but like, yeah. Insane. So anyway, the, I, I I fell into a hole of listening, and I like kind of regretted giving this album because Thank You For Your Service has more like punch more for stuff me to talk as about. a listener. Well, if this Midnight Marauders is not my first Tribe album. It was Thank You For Your Service. Okay. I'd always heard about Tribe. My dad is a big Tribe guy. And he was always like, oh, man, you got to listen to this documentary or watch the show and i'm like oh i don't know tribe but then that album came out love it i still like it's my ringtone on my phone i yeah. still get goosebumps listening to like the opening songs like four or five songs in a row I'm like, That's oh, awesome. I, can't I love that feeling but so hold on to that don't we can always do it for the podcast so just like don't okay. do it right away. okay so hold off on it you said yeah well okay. I'll, I'll, I'll hold off on we it. did we didn't talk about this, but maybe we should do the sequels or like the sequels to like these albums okay. in a couple yeah. Of weeks. Yeah, right. So like you listened to two thousand or something and I listened to We Got It From Here, thank you for your service. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm I'm in, I'm open hey, for that. Hey, put a pin in that. Okay. Yeah, sneak um, peek for, for classic mix up season two, maybe. See yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe down the road. We'll see. We'll put but a pin yeah. in it. Um I, I guess, guess it's like uh, a transition into the Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say just if, if you have any final thoughts or if not just I, I would I would say uh, so fun. It's yeah, so I would fun. say I would say I recommend it. Um I'd say from someone who listened to it just for the first time, I'd say I mean I already I already touched on the chemistry is amazing on this album, the production is super catchy, the beat the 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 rhymes and the rapping is super perfect for the production, it fits on it well. Um I think it's a fun album to listen to, it's a good casual listen and uh some bars that'll make you smile and some songs that'll probably be stuck in your head. So I'd give it a listen. Oh yeah, that all this, almost every song in that album like makes me dance. Like, yeah, I'm it's a fun with one. My headphones on and I'm dancing around my room. Like, yeah, it's that it's that type of album. So yeah, but yeah. uh, yeah, I guess we can uh, transition to 1999. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll just say my little, my little opening spiel. I guess so. Yeah, so uh, I gave Riley um, one of my favorite albums, or I guess, so it's technically a mixtape. So one of my favorite albums are mixtape, uh, 1999 by Joey Badass. Uh, I love this tape so much, dude. I have a lot of memories with it, and I think it's one of the most technically impressive rap performances of all time, maybe. 
Like, I think it's I think it's up there. So like yeah, my my favorite thing about this project I'd say is how raw and personal and emotional it is. Um, I I think like I think 1999 it really feels like a window into Joey's world. You know, like like here's a 17 year old kid in New York City who wrote just a rap album about his life. You know, mm. and uh, yeah, it's it's reminiscent of like another New York rap album, like Nas's Illmatic, of course, one of the greatest records of all time. Like, it's just a kid who is talented and raw and hungry and, and you can really feel it in his music. And I love that. Yeah. I, I, I've always been a Joey Badass fan since I like, I, like, but this was your first full listen though. Of yeah, no, right? I, okay. but I listened to, I think he had like the album American Badass. Yep. Yeah, oh, I listened to I that. Think. Yeah, I listened to that album a lot when that came out. Okay. Uh, yeah. 1999 was more like I listened to World Domination and Survival Tactics, but that's yeah. like some of his most popular music. Right. I just never. It was an album that I never got around to listening. I was always listening to something else, and I'm For like, sure. oh yeah, I know 1999 is a great album, but I just had. It's also an hour long, so like me sitting down to listen to an album, yeah. and I want to pay attention to it. It's like, it's yeah, an hour. There's like. I think there's some songs that I could maybe do without, but I also think, especially so I re-listened to it uh, earlier this week for the podcast, and I'm like, I just got reminded of how much I love this album, dude. It reminds me of high oh, school. This was like so one. Of, this is this is what I'll, I'll say. This is one of the albums that got me into music, like because this, the, yeah, I don't know. It's an album that got me more into rap because it is just everything you want in a rap album. It's like I said, it's grimy and raw and emotional at times but at the same time you have that contrast like he's also just a normal dude having fun and pursuing his dream like he's literally a 17 year old kid at this time he's in high school and he's just like making music with his friends and like but also he's talking about some real life shit and i love that contrast and i think we'll we'll get into it more as we hide some specific tracks but but yeah yeah no i it's very evident like what i think is really cool is that like this album's production is like so consistent as well you don't have songs that are really at different paces or different yeah like, right sounds. it's the same like, vein kind of for sure mm-hmm. which i really like because like um listening to the album all the way through is like it's it's interesting because like I listen to waves as a single for some mm-hmm. for some reason which is, okay. it's totally different like mixing like waves on the album is like more yeah. crisp and i haven't like, heard the single version but i know kind of what you're, what it's you're talking it's about. kind of it's a little rougher because it's it's like a couple came out a couple years before the right yeah so it's probably he was even earlier than even younger right so it was like waves is insane great song some great bars on there yeah like j cole used that beat for uh what's the song called ray does kanye False Prophets. J. Cole used that beat for False Prophets. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's where I listened to this song for the first time because I saw yeah. both great songs. I think my favorite line off at least waves is like since nine five, mom's been working nine five. Yeah, you texted me that lyric and I'm like, let's go, dude. I love that. I love that, that lyric. That, I love this that, song. That I love myself some on time double entendres. Like I love like the you know, like the you know, since nineteen ninety five, mine's been working nine five, like that grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's just like the well, the thing with this album is there's so many verses 
that I want to like bring up, but they're like, it, they're just they all mix in my head. It's, it's so lyrically dense. Such a good album. It is, and there's a lot of bars in here, like he like like you said, double entendres, stuff like that. Kind of kind of contrasting from. Midnight Marauders now to 1999, where Midnight Marauders had more simple, quick rhymes. Mm -hmm. Joey Badass now has more like complex writing and double entendres and stuff like that, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Like, but what's awesome though is listening to this all the way through, like, there's songs that I would have never thought I would listen to, like, From the Tombs. Like, I love From the Tombs. From the Tombs is awesome. Waves. I think, like, that, like, two, like, Summer Nights Week. In my opinion, like I okay, not my that's favorite fair. song. I think I like it just because it's maybe the intro to one of my favorite albums, so it kind of. Right. But I, I like makes it. Makes sense. But... I don't hate this. I like it's just not. It's yeah, no, it's it's, it's not one that I'm gonna replay the most. Definitely right, not. it's weak because you have waves from the tombs throughout the text. Oh, I mean, this yeah. album starts off with a bang. Even tracks hard two knock, through, world domination. Tracks two through six are like top tier. Yes. So. Yeah, I would even say world domination. Yeah, world domination is good too. Yeah, so. but uh, I, I one thing I love about From the Tombs, I actually I'm not gonna lie, this is one of my favorite one of my favorite lyrics before, but when I heard it in the uh, context of our podcast, I like literally almost got goosebumps. Basically, the the like chorus or like the title of the song it says "Resurrect the Boom Bap from the Tombs," and it's it's perfect every time he says a syllable, it's perfect on the snare. It's like literally classic boom bap, perfectly done. And it ties in so well to what we're talking about. But yeah, Joey had a big part in literally resurrecting Boom Bap from the tombs. And he, there's a song about yeah. that, which is cool. So yeah. yeah, I guess that's that's a good point because like Joey Badass really brought back Boom Bap. And then he, I mean, yeah, as, as far as back into the mainstream, definitely. Yeah, well, and he kind of went away from it if we're being real Joey Badass fans. Yeah, like, even true. In the past couple true. Of years, he, he's trying to do other stuff and sound like other people. Like and that one like song sounds like Middle Child. Yeah, that one song sounds exactly like Middle Child. Well, what is that song I think, called? I think it's called Revenge or something. It literally yeah, is exactly like Middle Child. But anyways, but which is a J Cole song? Yeah, which and is a J Cole great is song. more like. He's more singy, like that style is better for J. Cole. Like I want I want from Joey Badass, I want like hard bars. bars, We do, we want bars. Rhyming, I want want bars. Wordplay. And he brought that on two thousand. He did, but just which okay, I I was gonna bring that up. That yeah. I was scared that two thousand was gonna be a J. Cole ripoff, but I love two thousand. Right. At least like I haven't listened to it all the like all the truly all the way through. I yeah. have songs that I have saved that I'm like gonna go back, but it the feels songs like, like 1999. But like even the like my favorite ver- when I was listening to this and I heard the Capital Steve songs oh, and I goodness. like survival well, I think it was survival tactics and yep. then the one Illuminati. Yeah, Kaluminati's insane as well. That Capital so Steve's verse is disgusting. Dude, Kaluminati's criminally underrated because it comes right after survival tactics, which. Listen, all praise of survival tactics. It is one of, if not the best rap songs of all time. That doesn't yes. take away from the fact that the next track on the track list, Kaluminati, is also amazing. It's just, oh god, like this. I just have to pull up verses. Like the type to drop the soap when you soak it in front of most men. Like what the, <laughs> like, oh, like that's a good one because like it's funny. Like it's like it's kind of like sus but and then like the next uh, i can't even i can't even pull up lyrics because i'm like so there's so many li- okay if you're just looking at the lyrics of this album you could read 
I could pull any lyric out of a hat on this album. That's probably good. I mean, they're all they're so good. Yeah, I, I just had to pull out that one lyric because I was listening to him. Like, yeah, did he one. just say that? I'm like, that's a good one. I'm sitting yeah. there like like this in my car, like mm. like. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's funny. Dude, that's so good. Yeah, and um. Uh, anyway, I don't even know what I was thinking. Um, my favorite, like when I was listening to this album, and I heard I was hearing Capital Steez verses, like, dude, like he has a a, a line on on two thousand. Joey Badass does on brand new nine eleven, where he's like, or I think it's brand new nine eleven, where he's like, rest in peace to Steez. Yeah, rest in peace and, to Steez, dude. And that, like, I I'm like, rest in peace to Steez, and I'll be I'll be sitting and I'll I'll have a a song from 1999 stuck in my head, whether it be Illuminati or I think Penny Royal got stuck in my head for a little bit. Yeah. Um, or waves or whatever. And I'd be like, I'd be a sing- I'd say recipes to Steve's to myself out loud. And I'll be with like, yeah, man. like my girlfriend. And she'll be like, who's the- what did you just say? It's so sad, I'm like, Oh, I'm like a rapper that I really like his, his friend that was on his songs. He's dead. And he, yeah. made a song. He, and I'm dude. like, I had to explain all this lore. And I'm just like, so it's, much potential, man. Yeah, for those who don't Capital know, Steez, yeah. Capital Steez features on um the the you know the songs that we we're just talking about, uh survival tactics and Killuminati. And he yeah. is like he was And like, he has no, a verse on third eye shit. Don't forget. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Because so three three appearances all, on this album, yeah. yes. And he's like more of the spiritual like figurehead of this you could say like this pocket of rap history right you could even you he has a lot of people that break down even his own personal music that is very it's very spiritual and very like he has like he tries to i guess prophetically kind of talk about the future or how he's doing Mm -hmm. and the thing was is like he had these more powerful messages about spirituality and that right but then he kills himself uh what maybe a year after 1999 i right? i think yeah i think it might have been 2013 i don't yeah it was it was christmas eve i think that he killed himself yeah but so it, it's crazy to like and joey badass still raps about capital steez to this day. i mean they were yeah so they were best friends yeah and yeah well it, for, like, for his age he was like one of the most enlightened and just knowledgeable and in- incredible rapper. I mean, honestly, may- maybe maybe better than Joey Badass at this time. And yeah, we lost him tragically. So yeah, Rest well, it's 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 crazy because like I don't know. I I mean, you're probably more into Capital Steez on his own work, but yeah, I only know from bit. this Joey Badass. Like right. So I would recommend uh, American Corruption. I think it might be its only full-length project. Someone could crush me on that, but that was the one with the swastika on it. Was that the thing that he did, like a little swastika? Look yeah. So it's it's a forty-seven, but yeah, it does uh, resemble a swastika, which I think is intentional. Intent intentional, but um, yeah, it's only I have the files for it. I can send you if you want, but um, yeah, sure. it's not on it's not on any streaming services for, for sample yeah. clearance reasons, but. Um, it's own. a super impressive album, very reminiscent of 1999. I mean, same era. Joey Badass features all over it. It's it's a good album for sure. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, rest in peace. I just his like Capital Steez really like Survival Tactics is an amazing song. One of the but best without Capital Steez, it's another song on this album. I'm... He elevates it to the next level, and it's that chemistry that I was talking about earlier that... with, with Tribe. The way yeah. they work together is just 
gosh, they would have been they would have been one of the best duos of all time if they kept making music for the next two or three years after this. They would have been. Unfortunate. Oh, it's just it, his verse on survival tactics is like yeah, insane. I I personally I love all the collaborations on this album. I love CJ Fly. I love Tina yes. Apex. I love yes. the rest of Pro Era. I think they all did a great job. And and you know why is like it feels like I mean these are literally just Joey Badass's like friends. Like probably people he went to school with, people from the neighborhood or whatever. And it like if like I said, it feels so raw and emotional. Like the collaborations bring it to the next level. So you have hard knock with CJ Fly. His his little verse and chorus is very good, very memorable. Um Tina Apex sings the chorus on Snakes, which is one of the better choruses on the album. Um Kirk Knight is on Where It's At, track 14. And then the closing track of this album, track 15, Third Eye Shit. It's like, I an, love like, that like song. it's like an 11 minute cipher with all of these Pro Era members. So they're they're collective at the time, it's called Pro Era. Um mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly who does each verse or who's on it, but it's like 11 minutes of like straight bars and everyone delivered. It's an awesome long like cypher song, but yeah. I, I mean, just singing like it. I mean, we're jumping around a little bit. This you were all but, over the place. It's okay. Yeah. But like third eye shit, like I, I'm not a big long song guy. Right. Um. So it's like listening to this song, like third eye shit was like, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, Oh, like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, I'm listening to it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. It I'll just keep coming. I'll skip out. I'm like, okay, no, this is a good verse. This is a good verse. And even like the little hook that they throw out, like, you know, some third eye shit. Like, yeah, whatever. yeah. That is gold. Like, that's you a might great. Get like, your wig pulled out tonight. And they're all singing it. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, a it's good like track. a, it's like a group of friends in a room. Like, really yeah, it is. And that's what I love about this album. It's, we, we both picked albums today, coincidentally, that are just like fun rap albums that are just sound like a bunch of friends in a studio, just like, Making music, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I, I this album is awesome. It's incredible. I recommend yeah. it. It's so there's so many lines on there that I just, yeah, I can't even explain unless I was listening to the song and I was like, like I can imagine us sitting in a car listening to this album and being like, I'm like, dude, that line, that line, that's a good. Yeah, line. there's you so know, many. Like, so mine is. um I can't believe I'm blanking on what song my favorite lyric from the album is on. That's kind of crazy, but my favorite lyric is he says, I got sick of class, started making classics. And every time I hear that lyric, I get like goosebumps because it's like, dude, this guy. So when I first heard that album, I was like, this guy is my age. Like, just wanted to make an album and he did it and it is a classic i consider this one of the rap essentials and you texted me earlier this week you're like dude this is an essential and i'm like i'm glad you think so because i've always thought so yeah and now i look at it at even older now moved on in college or whatever and i'm like this is just like a high school kid man and he just he made an album this good this memorable with this much staying power that we're talking about it a decade later and he's still relevant like it's it's a it's a feat it's it's yeah. literally it's just like Illmatic. I know Joey Badass is not on the same level as Nas, but it's just like Illmatic. It should get the same respect, I think. Exactly. Well, and I guess, I guess what kind of sucks though is that like he Joey Badass like always looks to top this album. Yeah, he he never capitalized he on what this mixtape. Yeah, as far as Joey Badass' career, like. 
but that's okay. This album yeah, is a no, like it doesn't take away from the fact that this album. is a classic. Yeah, it does not take away from the fact this album is a classic just because his other albums are not as great. To Two, but two thousand did a good job at it did. I, I would I would say overall that two thousand did a good job at faithfully telling the story of 1999 it did fact. right so i'd say 2000 i wouldn't say it's a fantastic album but i'd say it's a good album and a really good sequel i think it follows up on 1999 well because mm. in 1999 you have uh joey badass talking about talking about life talking about girls talking about like uh his neighborhood and like just like you know racial stuff like some political stuff there's some life stuff some fun stuff and you look at 2000 and it has all the same things but now from the scope of a guy who's 10 years older who's now 27 or 28 years old looking back on it obviously you're gonna have a different perspective so it's it sounds different the lyrics are different the perspective is different but it follows up on it well money as well right yeah now he's rich too so yeah. That kind of changes, obviously. Friends, like I, I think of like there's a lot right. of arcing things to, from this in 2000. Yeah, like, it is a bit of a character arc for Joey Badass. It is like you, he's got he's got these new friends, like but he raps with them the same the way same he did. Way, yeah. So like he like we love West Side Gun here. So we're like big WSG like big West Side Gun guys here. Big Griselda guys. Big, yeah, and which we've talked about now two weeks in a row. Well, well we only both... one week got lost, but yeah, two weeks in a yeah. row. So it's like he has him. He has a Joey Badass has West Side Gun on Brand New Nine Eleven, and so just good. the way that they rap to each other about like on that album is like it's just like because Joey's like rapping and then he they're totally different West Side Gun. No, but like you could tell it's the same attitude as nineteen ninety nine of like okay, like you know these are my buddies that I've made uh-huh. along the way, and JID is on it, which is uh, we're big JID song. guys here too. Great song. Uh, what song is that? Want to be loved. Yeah, that's such a good song. Like, yeah, oh. it is. But um, yeah. Again, yeah, this I, album I, is great. It's great. Yeah, I I would um, we talked we so we talked a little bit before the podcast. We talked about like so we incidentally, totally coincidentally, both picked Boom Bap albums. We didn't plan that like at all, but we kind of mm-hmm. picked albums that go kind of hand in hand with like. I guess the timeline of rap, but like, I would say, I don't know if you made any notes of this, but as far as doing a little compare and contrast, I'd say the biggest differences that I found in 1999, to midnight Marauders speaking mostly in terms of production style is 1999 really incorporated uh, kind of um, a lot more like jazz stuff, a lot of different instruments. Cause like old boom bap was just literally just like, drum like drum hi-hat like snare hi-hat and that like made up the whole beat maybe a sample like looped in there but i think on 1999 you have a lot more like synths a lot more piano just other sounds more jazzy stuff like that and that kind of shows in songs like um daily routine and world domination uh penny royal which is a mf doom beat so is daily routine actually um, I love Penny Royal. That's yeah. I think there's there's my- there's a few Doom beats on yeah. here. So I think Daily Routine and Penny Royal are, and then I don't know about World Domination, but Rest in Peace Doom, dude, another legend gone dude, too soon. But Rest in Peace. That's what well, that needs a whole episode. I can talk about Doom for. Oh yeah, we can we can. Yeah, we can. We we, 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 can, we can talk about that another time. But um, yeah. yeah, I love. I mentioned earlier the contrast. So you have 
songs like survival tactics especially and hard knock especially where he's just talking about like i mean hard knock it's in the title like it's a hard knock life he's talking about how it's dangerous outside he's talking about how people his age are getting killed he's talking about how like police brutality stuff like that and the beat is like a classic boom bap beat still maybe spruced up a little sample jazzy whatever but like it's heavy and it's serious but then you have the contrast going into a song like world domination daily routine penny royal where he's just kind of like the beats a little more upbeat it's still boom bappy but it's got some more pep to it and the subject matter is more just like you know world domination is literally he's like hey man we're gonna we're gonna take over the world today the first line he goes what do you want to do tonight? And then he goes, the same thing we do every night. Try to take over oh, the world. Pinky in the brain. I yeah. love Pinky in the brain. Like that's, that sample, that's yeah. a, that's a deep childhood thing. And I, yeah. that's not, that's an obscure sample. Domination, well, why it's like one of my favorites on the album is because of that. Like yeah. Pinky in the brain. Love yeah. It. It's a really, I, it's a really cool sample and a really cool way to open up a song. You should, you guys should check it yeah. out. If you haven't heard it. I, I love this album because like it deals with a lot of stuff that like a late teen, early oh, 20s dude will like deal with like time. And, and i think it appeals to even though it's like more harder and like it deals with a lot of like harder issues like it either opens your eyes up to issues like like police brutality and For sure. from like, from someone our age's perspective too yeah like or like just how hard the, like the like streets are like you could say yeah like hard but not, in yeah. a way that is is like um more straightforward and appealing to like young you know yeah. like older teenage or young 20s males like I, I even think like songs like penny royal like has some of my uh favorite lines on it because it's all about like it's about random. it's like did you forget the time when we had the we had the sticky roll and i tried to suck the titty <laughs> hole for the milk and my milk for my cheerio Cheerios. yeah i love and that I, I love that lyric such a good line but it's like but it's funny because like he's like it's a song about this girl that like he, yeah like I love oh, Penny Royal, whatever. man. Penny Royal but gets me a little in the feels. He's like, but it's like he's dealing with it like he's a, like a, young like he's guy. a teenage, yeah, like he's, he's dealing like, with like a 17 year old. He's like, remember when we fucked around? Like what happened? Yeah. Like, he goes, yeah. Like, Where the fuck? Oh, uh, my favorite like, lyric from that, from that song that gets me every time is he goes, uh, I keep her in my eyes at all times, not because I don't trust her because I can't get enough of her. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I love yeah. that lyric. Well, because it's like, I think when you're younger, you can kind of like say random stuff or more inappropriate stuff yeah, or more personal just, stuff. And, and it, because that means more to you than like more mature stuff to you and like relating right. to that is like awesome for like, I think like digging into deeper stuff like that's like more relatable to like dudes that listen to this album or people in yeah, general, like, like anybody. Guys our like, age, yeah. So yeah. I think that's probably a big reason why you know, I started listening to this album probably in, I don't know, ninth or 10th grade. Like I listened to this album all through high school. And like, that's probably why it was so appealing and interesting to me. And I never noticed at the time because like, that's just not that I'm some super mature old man now, but like looking back, I'm like, yeah, like this is exactly how, how a high schooler would write a love song. Dude, I'm, it's funny because I'm older than you, but it's, this still is like appeals to me. This is how I yeah. think. We're in the, we're like in the how... same grade, even though you're like a year older than me. Yeah, but still. It doesn't matter, it's like, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a masterpiece of a of a mixtape. It's just oh yeah, yeah, oh, it's just so good. You want to want to hear my hot take? I mean, I think it's pretty evident with everything I've said, but like, 
Uh, I don't know how hot this is, but I think 1999 is the greatest mixtape of all time. Uh, I think a big part of the reason is because I've touched on it. It feels like a mixtape. You know, we've been calling it an album all day, but it is literally just a guy who went on his computer and recorded songs. Like, it's just a mixtape, no album deal. And it feels like it. It feels like the kids from the neighborhood just got together and made a rap album about their lives. And when you compare this to, I have the camera on now so I can go, you compare it to mixtapes like like Drake's If You're Reading This Is Too Late or something like that. You can really see how the word mixtape has lost its meaning like in our current music culture. But um, I guess like like kind of like much how 1999 pays homage to the classic New York boom bap sound. It also pays homage to a real classic mixtape, like some shit you would burn on a CD at home, hand out on the corner, and you like you hear that tenacity and that hungriness that you want to hear on something that's getting called a mixtape. Mm. That's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, no, I, it, it, yeah, it. I guess you like made a great point of, of like, I don't understand how. It's technical stuff. Well, I I don't understand how like artists now can like yeah like if you you have you have a you have a a record deal and you have all the money and label backing in the world and you make a a mixtape like i don't well but i I feel like a mixtape is like perfectly encapsulated by this album because it's literally the perfect definition of a mixtape yeah and it's like it's a bunch of different rappers coming together and even like like the ending song third eye shit is all of everybody coming together and come together yeah our shit this is like you know, I it, it's just so good. And like, what's awesome is like, you still have artists that are still doing honest mixtapes. For sure, it's just rare. It's just yeah. rare. Yeah, like like JID calls DiCaprio to a mixtape, but I mean, he had all the all the Dreamville backing and AAA features you could want. Like, no disrespect to JID. I mean, obviously, I'm never gonna do oh. that. But like, oh shit, dude. I mean, as a mixtape, 1999 is a lot better than DiCaprio too. I mean, as an as just a body of music too, I think. But you know, you know what I'm trying to say. And like, if you're reading this is too late by Drake, like, dude, like you you are Drake. You are not making mixtape. You're already peak Drake. Like, you're peak. You're, you're literally prime Drake. Great project. I love it. But like, how could you, in good not, conscience, call it a mixtape? I, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's a good. Uh, it's a yeah. good like like idea yeah any uh any other closing remarks other than go listen to this project i have way more respect for joey badass as a rapper now well because i already knew he's good but how how much he is close to the music that i love like tribe for sure i didn't realize that but um i also would like to bring up the um how this i i see like new york boom bap albums on more of a spectrum so i see like tribe on one side and you have like the purely like beats and drums yeah then i see like illmatic in the middle where you have nas still still old school nas still old school beats but you have street topics and then you have 1999 where you have (coughs) production in with jazz and all this kind of stuff like mm-hmm. and but then you have street topics or not just street topics but like real life topics. topics yeah right but i sure. think that's that's attesting to the eras that these albums were made like tribe was very like 
like African Afrocentric like music like everybody was talking about peace and love and trying to get like be one with your brothers right. and like right. all this kind of stuff and then Nas was like oh no like shit's going on like I right. you know talking about are fucking dying yeah and then Joey Badass is that product of the 90s that like Nas was taught rapping about and he's yeah. now growing up in he's and he's situation. he's pulling from that for his own music yeah exactly yeah very you hear a lot i mean obviously joey badass from new york nas tribe from new york you hear a lot we talked about influence a lot on this episode already but you hear the nas influence and probably the tribe influence heavy on 1999 but and then mm. i i'd say it's kind of sad that i don't hear many albums these days that sound like they were influenced i guess really by joey badass i feel like that boom bap old school new york sounds kind of dying like when i think of new york right now i think of drill yeah like, Pop I was about Smoke. To be like or ice spice like she's from new york <laughs> i can't no, I know. I, dude, so oh, you're, not, you're not like you're not as chronically on twitter as i am like for the record i'm like chronically on twitter the amount of right. fucking ice spice shit I I see is like get her off of the she radio sucks. I, I get she has a fat ass, but she sucks. Get her off the radio. It's Drake it's, met her. He's like trying to fuck her. And I'm like, no, get off. I know he flew her out or something. Radio. I can't even keep up with all that, man. I, oh, my I, God. I, dude, that's but, the era we're living in, though. Like, that, like all you need is one song to go viral. And we're getting kind of off topic here. But, like, she has one song. And now she has, like, a million followers. She's at, like, Rolling Loud with Fabio Foreign or whatever festival oh, she's happened. Ah, uh, she should she's, be. She's. She's in Toronto with Drake off of one song. I why highlight her though? There's so many other good female rappers. Like there are. My, and that's and like, that's really the, the that's really the myth that there are few no, no good female rappers. Is no, it's at, because you people like blow up the ones that are the, good. That are not good. It's so sad to see when there's underappreciated like like Rhapsody. Uh, I guess we'll we'll do a little shout little, out. Little Little Sims, yeah, I love Little Sims. Little Sims. I listen to every single one of Little Sims songs. Yeah. Rico Nasty, I fucking. I was love just, I was gonna say Rico Nasty. Yeah, she's she's like where the really fuck? Cool like Ma- even I'll even give Back in the Stallion a shout out because she even has bars. She, she can rap like- when she wants to for sure, but she knows like, like I think uh, so. I say this a lot about a lot of rappers who are, are kind of in that like pop mainstream vein is like. I think they could rap if they wanted to, but like they don't. That's not going to sell as bad as big as if she just whatever she's doing. But she's got know. her thing and she's doing her thing. She's like that she's women empowerment rapper. Yeah, which and is cool. She's making fucking bang from it. But she's still a good rapper. Yeah, good I'd say she's way better than Ice Spice. I'm way sure. better than Ice Spice. That's no question. But well, I guess like even to like I was thinking listening to this album. I'm like, where can we go from here and like talk about little yeah. like you know current day New York current like yeah. Dude, it's all drill. Like, think of I mean, it's all like, drill. Even, which is even Takashi. Like, drill is cool, like, but like, I, 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 I miss the, the boom bap, is, dude. But drill is, you know, Chicago, Detroit. I don't yeah. think of New York. No, I mean, there's drill everywhere. Drill. UK, the UK is huge for drill. Oh, huge right now. Like, it's like UK rappers think, are like, popping off, which is cool. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. But like, so the only like, it's funny. I don't know how in this we always come back to West Side Gun or Griselda, but like, now you go upstate, you look at Buffalo. In Buffalo. That's where yes, the sir. new movement is right now. Benny. I'd say, I'd say now that Benny the Butcher, Comedy the Machine, West Side Gun, all those guys are carrying on the legacy Even, of New uh, York. 
Our boy, Boldy. Yeah, Detroit. I mean, he's but from he's still, Detroit. He's carrying Detroit. on the sound, though, which is cool, man. Yeah. I, I think there's still – I think the next generation of rappers, I mean, even not even the current ones, like the next ones that we haven't even heard yet, like there's still a chance that they will carry on this classic sound. Like I feel like we've gone off on a huge tangent now, and I don't even know what we're talking about anymore, but I just – I don't know. There's still hope for the Modern new generation, day locations. I guess. No, we're on we're on. Yeah, okay. no, I know, I know. I'm just thinking like it's sad that – I sound like such an old head, but it's sad that New York is just a boogie and little TJ. Like, no, there's guys there. Uh, there are, I know. There are. They're upstate there. though. They're in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's funny because a lot of boom bap moved to West Coast, which is funny because what? Because that's not how it used to be. Yeah, boom bap. It was not West at all. Coast. It was like chill was, vibes, but yeah, right. It was more R and B influenced, like right, in pop sure. in Snoop Dogg, like. Which is very, so very in tune with the soul, I think. Whereas New yeah. York is a little more grimy. Yeah. No, I'd say, uh, did you, um, did you, have you ever gotten into Coast Contra? I have listened to his radio freestyles and they're really good. And yeah. I, I have a list, I have a long list of albums to listen to. And his most recent album is on my list. So that, I, I, I'm familiar with him, but I haven't listened to it. Good. Him. It's, they're from Philly. But um, okay, so it's like it, you can kind of, and they're like boom bap. They're like the more like. I would also say that um, oh shit, what was it Flatbush Zombies? Oh yeah, like modern boom. Yeah, bap. they're they're totally different, but you can hear the roots though. But they're yeah, like you can hear the roots. I I love Flatbush Zombies. They're cool. But... Yeah. So um, have you heard the Beast Coast album? It's yeah, Flatbush it's Zombies, really Joey Badass, Kirk Knight. I don't even know who else. Yeah, it's a dope project. Yeah. I remember they came out uh, when I was in high school at some point. It was pretty cool. But yeah. Yeah, that's a great recommendation to use the Beast Coast album. Yeah, if you're into this, that I East Coast sounds. I think JD's on it. JID's he might have it. a verse. I don't know. I think he is. I, I haven't know. listened to that album in a long time, but if you're into I that kind it. of East Coast sound, if you like Flatbush Zombies, I'd highly recommend the Beast Coast album. I, I, and Joey's I on it. I think. It's called Escape from New York. That's what it's called. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Flatbush Zombies, a lot of Eric the Architect, a lot of Michi Darko. Love Eric. They used to have Eric the Architect's like solo album on Spotify forever. Oh, and they don't have it anymore. No, they took it off, and yeah. I was so devastated. I saw uh, Michi Darko released a new project. I don't know oh. if you heard it or not. I didn't listen to it, but I haven't listened to it yet. I'm not the biggest Flatbush Zombies fan, but I love. Flatbush I don't know. Zombies. Love them. I think um, one of my favorite rap songs of all time is called Lava. And it's it's uh okay. I haven't heard it. It I think it's uh, Zombie Juice, like it's his solo song, but it, they're all on it. Okay, it's produced by Eric Elliott and like, it, and then I think Michi Darko's on it. That's like a feature or whatever. Yeah, like it, but it's it's just basically a Fatbush Zombie song, but it's like yeah. so good. And it was my number one Spotify song for four years. Yeah, send it to me after the podcast. I'll check it out. Okay, for sure. Yeah, but uh, dude, yeah, I guess we can kind of transition out and like, um, you listen to anything new this week? You listen to that Kenny Mason? I did, yes. I don't know if okay, so should we do a little sneak peek of next week? Should I yeah, give go, the rundown? Do or... Yeah, like, all right. Listen. So, this is being recorded. So, so you guys are going to get this podcast episode on Friday the 30th. Also, on Friday the 30th, there are, I think, six or seven 
new albums dropping that we are interested in. So you have Rome Street. This is off the top of my head. Rome Streets, Freddie Gibbs, Boldy James, uh, Kid Cudi, Blade. Uh, who am I missing here? I know. I know. I'm, I'm throwing Blade in there. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to listen to the Blade album. Man. It's okay. I'm not listening to the Blade album. It, it, okay, it, yeah, yeah. I'll listen to it like six months from now. I'm just not, okay. not with but, and then And else. then maybe the most important one out of them all for me is Kenny Mason dropped, dropped. today, last Wednesday, yeah, last the 28th. Night. Kenny Mason just dropped his project, Ruffs, and it is something. It's a, it's a shift in his sound, to say the least, but it is like... I listened to it twice already. It's so yeah. good. I, I'll I'll uh, I'll write up. I'll do a little mini review. So so next week on episode three of Classic Mix Up, we're doing like a little new music week rundown, and I think we're gonna give like a little mini reviews and like give our thoughts on on the the albums that dropped. So we're not gonna have like two main albums to focus on. We're gonna have more like six or seven ones to like give our a little piece about. Yeah, and they're not gonna. It's not gonna be uh, like so in-depth right now it's not gonna be super formal it'll be quick thoughts like listens like right just yeah first listen reaction so yeah but uh in terms of new stuff other than that kenny mason um i tried to listen to lucky's new album you know lucky no uh he's like a he's a trap artist uh kind of in the playboy cardi destroy lonely like that opium gang Mm. vein i try it's all right it's exactly what you would expect from them not my favorite uh, I listened to um, that new Alex G album. I don't know if you're familiar with Alex G. Yep, I died. He's like a to that. okay, yeah. It's like it's like a folk pop, oh. electronic amalgamation. I don't know. It's it was super cool Detroit. and interesting. What's that? He's coming. He's coming into to Detroit. Oh yeah, is he? Yeah, that's cool. I I wish I was close to Detroit. So uh, we're from Metro Detroit area, but now I live nowhere near. Unfortunately, so I miss all the concerts. But I'm I'm coming back for JID whenever it happens. For the record, yes, dude. But yeah, we gotta, that's definitely happening. It's yeah, it has to happen. But yeah, oh. but uh, yeah. Have you listened to anything other than that, Alex G? Or oh, dude, I I just I mean I mean days just got into Alex G. My girlfriend loves Alex G. Oh, does she? That sounds like someone's going to like. the concert, and I was like, cool. I was like, oh, I gotta listen to i wanted to listen to because i was mm-hmm. like i hate like not knowing an artist when of someone's course, talking yeah. about them so i may not like it 100 percent, but i like knowing what they're talking about yeah I, I, like, yeah i thought it was uh, I, I don't know it was getting really hyped i thought it was uh, there was a, a couple like really really cool interesting tracks mm-hmm. but i personally don't like the like folktronic like the electronics and singing combination i agree i I, I like anything electronic music wise has never really done it for me, but it's an I, interesting I project think... if you want to check it out. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. It's called God Save the Animals by Alex G. It's right. it's worth a listen if you like, I guess it's hard to categorize what it is. I don't know. It's like electric folk pop, super indie, indie and like music nerdy. It's really weird, indie, but you could say. Indie yeah, folk. it's definitely indie, but Electro, yeah. electronic indie folk. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it though, so that's kind of so, all for that. Yeah, I I listened to like a little bit of his earlier stuff, like some of his top hits, and I like like I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. 
It's just like it's hard to put on my playlist. I thought I would like it because I'm on this like super folk kick, and I thought he was a folk artist, but like, it's really. different. It's not really. It's like it's a, his own thing. It's like a it's like electronic folk. It's mm-hmm. I don't think I like it much, but it, it was a I listened to it. I don't know. I gave it yeah. a shot. Um, but anything uh, anything besides that, like I I really got into this band called Axe and the Hatchetman, which is a true indie. Like okay, that's a dope ass name. It's so like, like one of my favorite songs is like, I was like, when I first met you, I thought your vibe was so cool. That's like the opening that's line. That's the title of the song? No, no, oh, no. That's like line. the opening line okay, of a song yeah. called Goofy. Okay. And I sing it, like I'll sing it to myself and like, it'll be like my girlfriend will be like, what? that's so, <laughs> that's so like yeah. nerdy, like annoying. Like Nothing wrong with that, dude. It's like the Joey no, Badass. Like, that's a good song. Yeah. If it's yeah, good, it's but, good. I listened to their, they have like one EP that's like a, I guess like a mixtape, but um, it's called Bear on the Roof. And all those, all the songs on there are awesome. And they all have them as singles too. So like, I guess I listened to the singles first and then I found the EP and I was like, I guess I'll listen to the whole thing all the way through. Um, Besides that, I've been into heavier stuff too, like weird. Oh yeah. Like uh, this band Super Bloom. They're kind they're very like. I don't know, Alice in Chains, like early Alice in Chains, he kind of like sounded okay, like yeah, I see. Some, some like grunge, new metal type stuff. And then um, I got into Palace. I talked about Palace last week. Damn, you've been busy. Yeah, that, I remember you Dude, talking about Palace. Palace, big time. I love Palace. I listened to their new album that came out, I think, this beginning of this year, okay. um, which is called Shoals. And it was it was not as good as their first album. I have to, to check out the first album because you were talking pretty highly. Of so it. it's so good. I love that. Like it's just yeah. So What's good. it called? I'll actually I'll get on the my first phone right album. Now. Yeah, the, whatever one you would tell me to listen to. Uh, let me pull it up. I think it's because like I told you, I have a long ass so list of albums. Forever, so long, forever. Dope. I got it noted. Every, like, but yeah, every song off that album is good. Um, oh, what else? I do. I've been listening to so much. I got sounds like it. I found this random song on Twitter that is called Cone by Damaged Bug, and it's really synthy, like distorted rock alt kind of. Oh, weird. cool. I like that kind and, of thing, I think. And um, it was very like random, and I was like, oh, why do I like this? Like, yeah, one um, of those. I know, else? I know the type. Uh, and then the guy that does Damage Bug is in this band called the OCs, which is more popular band. They have a they okay. do like kind of the same thing, but like more like listen to like actually like you could actually less distorted. Yeah. <laughs> um, got into them a little bit. I like how that implies you can't enjoy the song that you did enjoy, but more enjoyable <laughs> to the masses. Like yeah, I more enjoyable to the average person. Damage yeah. Bug. Right. Um. Let's see. Uh. Dude, I've been listening to so much. I the Garden. You ever heard of them? I haven't heard of any of this like indie. Dude, it's shit, it's indie. Honest. It's so like it's so. I don't goofy, know where you indie, find these. Okay, them. so if you name like underground rappers, I got you covered. If you name like obscure indie bands, like that's not my. See, I but I can, I can hang with the underground rappers, man. Well, you. I think you just listen to a lot of music, man. You're you're qualified for a music podcast. Oh, dude, I'm not. <laughs> but well, hey, uh, no one asked for our qualifications, man. We just started doing it, so here we are. Yeah, it, oh, and I 
re-listened to some rap songs and Dude. we got it we from could, here thank yeah. you for your service we like, could have an episode about that, some rap songs i'm, I'm i found this uh band called heavy temple and they're like a the kind of like a heavier like soul rock band okay. and the chick that sings is a sick voice and they have like one album uh 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 priestess ever talked about priestess yeah i i uh i listened to their uh they have that what's the album? it's like the orange cover hello master yeah that's a sick album dude dude i listened to so, that uh i've listened to that album for a month straight like nonstop. i was gonna say i listened i listened to that i think at the end of august and it's been in my it's been in my rotation dude it's, it's so, so good, good. I forget the, the name of the track that's uh, always stuck in my head from that album. It's like I think it's the second song. Ooh, I think it's like their their most popular song. Actually. Lay down. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Song Lay down. Is on yeah. Guitar Hero Three. Okay. No Priestess. Dude, that song is awesome. This whole album yeah. is sick. I think my favorite song is definitely the Shakes, which is track eight off of that okay. album. Yeah, and so I don't know it like, specifically off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's good. That album's just really good. Oh, and it, it, the album has like no plays, which is crazy. Like, really, it's not. It's not like. Uh, well, I mean, their most played song is is laid down to 17 million streams on Spotify. Right. But and like, there's a huge most of the song, that. yeah, most of the songs have under 500,000. Wow, all time listens. So, well. I guess yeah. it's an underground band that I do know. There you go. Yeah. Well, does that about wrap it up for us? I guess so, dude. Like, I guess so. Yeah. I. Um. What else, dude? Uh, I wanted to go to this blues, uh, show. It's one of my favorite artists, Patrick Sweeney. Uh, he's playing in Westland, okay, in Michigan. It's at this blues club, and the show is twenty-one and up. So I'm like, I'm like, I gotta get a fake ID uh, yeah. just to go to the. <laughs> Dude, that is the most Riley thing I ever heard in my life. Is you need a fake ID to go to a blues show. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's for me. If you wanna, if you want a good summary of like my that's a great summary. I would never get a fake ID. No, because I'm but like, oh, I don't really show. need it. I'm fine. But then I'm like, I can't get into my favorite blues artist like his like show because I'm not 21. I need that's a fake so ID. funny. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really funny, but I figured I'd tell you that. Yeah, nice little tidbit. Yeah. That's like that's kind of I did my baby trying thing at the beginning, and now you have your blues show thing at the end. It's perfect harmony. Uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, yeah, arcing. All right, yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's it for classic next episode three. I don't really know how to how to end the episode. I guess just uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Come back guys. next week, I guess, to hear us talk about. We got to plug our stuff. We're yeah, gonna... we do. So, so first, I'll say sneak peek to next week's episode. We're going to talk about "Kiss the Ring" by Rome Streets, "Soul Sold Separately" by Freddie Gibbs, "Enter Galactic" by Kid Cudi. Uh, I don't know if it has a name. The Bully James Nicholas Craven Project and "Roughs" by Kenny Mason. Does that sound good? Perfect. Um, that's that's all the music we're listening to. You can follow us on instagram twitter yep. at the classic mix up or i think it's classic mix up pod pod yep classic mix up on pod both, on both of the on both twitter and instagram yep. you can click updates. the link in the bio to see us on all our platforms so yep. we are on youtube spotify apple podcasts amazon music rss subscribe like share click follow all of that 
all of it uh, you know supports us a lot we like yeah. hearing feedback we're glad Support to know that everybody's i've gotten a lot of feedback from like yep. the first episode people like it um so we're still here we're gonna keep doing it and yeah you know, hope you guys like it yeah yeah all right well uh see you guys next week all right bye <laughs>